0: Good morning everybody. Today, we'll be learning Daf Khafei in Masachas Yvamos. But we start on the top of Khafdalam's base in the Gemara. We're talking about the salacious relationship. Can you turn that into a marriage? Chazal say don't. Don't feed the flames of the rumorville. You are not supposed to do that because um, you're not supposed to legitimize rumors. So I'll ask you, what do you mean? If it's halachically okay, shouldn't it be okay? So we start with an interesting question, the conundrum. The conundrum of the giyores. What happens if you have a shiksa who decides to marry a yid and everybody kind of is talking about it already. She is, you know, got the Christmas tree and everything going at the time, and, but everybody knows that this is a relationship. Lo and behold, she converts. How do you like that? And then the question is, can they get married? So the Mishnah implies, we'll see that it's not exactly what it seems on the surface. The Mishnah says pretty much straight out, they're not allowed to get married. Chazal said, No, we're not allowing this marriage, because the marriage will give credence to the rumors. This is not really a halachic thing. It's almost like a Maras ayin thing, Andrew. Okay? So the Mara begins with the question: Hagioras Miha Havai havya. Yeah, but we still let her. In other words, the conversion is valid, so it's interesting. The conversion is valid, and the marriage. We're going to say you can't. That we're not going to allow the, to sustain the marriage. We're going to say, lo yichnos." Now, it is true that we say ve'imkanas ein miyado. Right, the Mishnah had said that if they do get married, we're not going to force a get. But Chazal say lo yichnos. You're not supposed to get married in the first place. So the first conundrum we have to ask is. We know, and this is where we begin today on the topic of Daled and Beis. We know that disingenuous converts are not generally accepted, and this woman is obviously being viewed as a disingenuous convert. Because after all, we're not allowing the Jewish man to marry her. So why are we not allowed the Jewish man to marry her? Because of the presumption of the disingenuous conversion and the rumors therein. So. If that's the case, why are we allowing her to continue to light Shabbos candles and Hanukkah candles and to say, your, your conversion was disingenuous. Let's see it inside. Hagi'aras Right? So, in other words, mi manoshach. Is she, or is she, do we consider the conversion good or not? If the conversion is good, then maybe she should be allowed to get married to him. And if it's not good, and if we're not allowed to get married to him, why are we allowing the conversion? Says the Gemara Rimini. We have a b'risa that teaches us that we don't like disingenuous conversions, we don't allow them, as follows. Says the b'risa, Right away the b'risa starts with our case of the Mishnah, that if the reason for the conversion is because you fell in love with someone, so to speak, right, is for the purposes of marrying them, or you converted because for whatever reason uh, you're living in a culture where the Jews... Are sitting at the table of power, uh, Lishum de Shloma, or because you want to have it good, like the, uh, like Shloma Amelech servants did, Ein Am Geirim. The b'risa says specifically that those, any of those cases where you're converting in order to get the good life, or to marry whoever you want to marry, that conversion is not considered a good conversion. Wow. So, how do you reconcile that b'risa with our Mishnah that implies that the conversion is a good conversion, albeit the marriage is frowned upon. So says the Brisa. continues, divrei Rabbi Nechemia. That's the shita from Nechemia. How so? Shaya Rabbi Nechemia. Oimer, bringing it home, the shita from Nechemia is that we don't allow disingenuous converts. As he continues to say, echad geire, right, echad geire uh, arayas, echad geire halomos. If what inspired the conversion was uh, lions, uh, we are going to get into the sugi of the kusim, right? We have the Kusim uh, mentioned elsewhere. They were called the classic Geh Arias. There was this thing where it would be the equivalent, so to speak, of a pandemic that affects everyone except for the Jews. What do you think people would do? they would convert to Judaism, would they not? So that's like a right, disingenuous conversion. Let's say you were inspired by some dream that life was going to be better as a Jew. Famously, at the end of, the, of, of Mordechai Esther we're still within the glow of Purim, so we'll count this as a Daph coincidence, where the Jews, obviously, we're talking about Mordechai Esther after they won, right? When it, the Jews had the upper hand. All of these, says Vem Nehemiah, yeah, you want to convert? You want your conversion to be accepted? Convert today. What's bizman hazeh? Obviously, he means, says the Gemara, bizman hazeh, Now? What do you mean? It has to be only now? No, of course, it doesn't mean that it only at the, at the time that Reb Nechemio said it. Ella says the Gemara, kiv bizman hazeh. In other words, when it's not great for the Jews. That's what he means, right? The Havmin is funny. Why does he mean he thinks only during Tanakh period you can convert? No. You could convert any time where it's not obvious that the reason why you're converting into Judaism is to have a better life, or to have the life that you want. In other words, the reason you're converting has to be legitimate. It has to be sincere. Fine. So... That's problematic, because we see that in our Mishnah, yes, we frown on the marriage, but we allow the conversion, even though the presumption is that the conversion is not sincere. It is for the very first thing that the Mishnah said, which is to marry somebody. So it says the Gemara, Allah, amar Bar Rav. It was stated regarding that b'risa that that was Halacha Kedivra Omer Kulam Geirahim. In other words, turns out that Rabbi as as quoted in the Brisa is actually a das yachid. He is an opinion, but he is not the accepted mainstream opinion. The halacha in fact goes like those who say kulam gerim him that we're not going to start right um, looking and peering into the hearts and minds of the convert and and being judgmental of their sincerity. Right. In other words, halacha is anybody who obviously goes through the legitimate conversion process. Is going to be considered a valid conversion. So the Gemara asks, So, in other words, now we're back to the other question: If it's true that we accept any conversion, regard, and we don't, uh, we're not judgy about the uh, intent. So, then why are we not allowing the Jewish man in our Mishnah to marry the convert, the convert? Right? So, it's the Gemara, Mishum of Asi, the Amar of Asi. Haser mimcha ikshus pe It's the Pasuk in Mishle that says you have to remove ikshus right? Curving of the mouth and bending of the lips, which is to say you should distance yourself from chatter and you got to get out of the tabloids, which is to say the reason of our Mishnah is exactly what we were, we thought it might have been. It's a very pragmatic reason. In other words, the conversion is legitimate, but that doesn't mean that the rumors aren't going to fly. So we're going to say the conversion is legitimate. We're going to treat this woman that converted for the sake of the marriage as a full-fledged Jew. But we don't recommend the marriage. We will not stop the marriage. We will not force a, a divorce. But we don't recommend this marriage because guess what? All you're doing is lending credence to these salacious rumors, and we're not uh, supporting that. And that's really the suggestion. It's almost like the Mishnah is giving a suggestion, a halacha, a suggestion. The Mishnah is saying, don't do it. It's not recommended to, to do that because that is giving credence to rumors, which is something that we try to avoid. And so that accounts for the seeming contradiction in the Mishnah, which is that the woman's conversion is good, but the marriage is frowned upon, albeit allowed to, to continue. So now, Let's talk about related situations of disingenuous converts as follows. Tanarban. We're not gonna accept geirim. That's a that's an interesting question. You ever consider that, Barry? Uh, let's say Moshiach come. Everybody knows the truth. Everybody sees Hashem in his glory, right? Everything that we say in Aleinu ladon HaKol. And so now don't you think there would be a little there would be a little bit of a side business, right, where there'd be a lot of um requests for conversions, right? there'd be a demand for that. So we're not gonna allow that, because at that point it's certainly disingenuous, right? And similarly, and it's for that reason that during the Halcyon days, the great days of David and Shlomo, we did not accept conversions because it was assumed to be disingenuous. And my What is the Pasuk that teaches you this? The Pasuk is, Okay? Um, where where is this Pasuk? It's in Isaiah, right? If you wish to convert, let him convert with me. In other words, when when Kleisra was with me, like now, to be with you or 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 one who converts with you will rest with you in the world to come. So again, that is an, an illusion. I don't think that that's necessarily um where we learn it. Is this an asmachta? It's an implication that if you only convert, uh that only those rather who convert when it during the the difficult times, me gar itcha alayich right? In other words, if you convert with you during the trying time, that is when I will rest with you. Aval idach otherwise you will not be accepted. So this sounds, this Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Lazar sounds like rev right? That's what the b'risa sounds like. So we see that we have different sources about the conversion, but the halacha we've already described is gonna be the halacha of, we allow the conversions, it's not for us to decide, but on the whole, we see this controversy about how can we tell whether a gerus is genuine or not, and whether that um, is going to whether that is going to impact whether we accept the conversion. Very good. So that's the first case. Don't don't uh, don't uh, marry a uh, a convert if you can uh, avoid it, etc. So now, on the middle of Chavdal base, Hanitan Al Aishis Ish. So now we have a totally different case. Mind you, they're both in the same Mishnah, but they're two very different cases. Two rumors. One is a rumor that this Jewish man has a non-Jewish girlfriend or whatever, and, and then he and then she converts and they get married. Okay, so that doesn't pose necessarily the same halachic problem as the other rumor. The other rumor is much more salacious, much more problematic halachically. A rumor that somebody was committed halila adultery. Hanitan al ish. Wow. Uh, when that happens, okay, if that were really to be true, that the man committed adultery, then he'd be ushered to his own wife, right? And the woman that he committed adultery with was, would be ushered to her husband. Everybody has to separate, right? You have these two couples, and one committed adultery, everybody has to separate, right? And, and it's all Chiv, right? It's all Chiv Misa. So, what happens, says the Mishnah, in that case, where that's the rumor? So then, Right, So unlike where we don't recommend the marriage to the convert, but we leave the marriage alone, in this case, where the rumor is that there was adultery involved, so then we do not leave the marriage alone. We have to dissolve all the marriages. So it says the Gemara, Well, you're not going to dissolve the marriage just based on rumors. You need to have Edim. So now the Gemara is shocked. Adim that what? So let's assume adim adultery. Let's say Right. In other words, adim of something that make us believe that there is an adultery. However, those adim would would manifest. Amar Rav Amina Kinaim Amar Rav is nonplussed. He can't believe that Rav says that this is the case with his adim because, after all, <laughs> but Rav is talking about our Mishnah. Right, and he's saying that our Mishnah that says you have to dissolve the marriage is talking about a case where there's edim. Well, that's not the topic of our Mishnah, Andrew. Our Mishnah was talking about rumors. We weren't talking about edim. Obviously, when there's edim, then we know that the halacha is that everybody has to separate and everybody has to get uh, a divorce in order to right in order to move on. So that's why he says, I can't believe Rav said that this has to do with edim the Tanya, because we learned in the B'risa, that if you have rumors, Ish, you al yado. Now again, based on those, based on those um, uh, rumors, we're going to force the court, right? The Besdin is going to force her husband to divorce her, right, uh, on, on that account. In other words, the woman that was implicated in this adultery, her husband is going to be forced to divorce her, and then me takat acher, and then so okay, fine, so we forced. So again, two couples, and then couple, um, uh, couple A, uh, the man from couple A was rumored to have adultery with the woman from couple B, and then, so we separate everyone, and the woman from couple B is then divorced, obviously, she gets, that, that marriage is dissolved, then she married another guy, so she married man C, okay, and then she divorces from him. So what would be the Allah? If the suspected adulterer then married her, lo yotzi, right? Then we're not going to say that he has to divorce her. Remember, this is not a machzer gushoso. Maybe I should have brought the puppets, Andrew. I'm sorry. Andrew complained that there's was, was no puppet required a day. So again, man A had, this couple A, couple B, and let's say man C. So man A had adultery with woman B, then she is then forced to what? Divorce man B, right? In other words, she's she's, uh, forced to divorce the man with whom she was married at the time of her adultery. The question is, can she then marry the man that she had adultery with? Well, of course not. That's part of the halacha. She can't marry him either, okay? But what if in the interim, she marries man C? She marries a third man. Okay, so once she's married that third man, now you no longer have the assumption that she's marrying man A, right, because of the adultery. In other words, when there was rumors of adultery, and this is really what Raphatius is trying to say, that this is all rumors, right? So the reason why woman B can't marry man A is because that would, what, lend credence to the rumors that there was an adultery. Uh oh. But if woman B were to say all of a sudden, okay, they dissolved the marriage because there was rumors, that's unfortunate. She marries somebody totally else, so then now that she married man C, you don't have, think, you don't have any assumption, right, that she was with man A, that that, that that should stop the rumors, right? And then let's say, lo and behold, afterwards she gets divorced from man C, can she ever go back to man A, in other words? Is the reason why she can't marry man A? Is it because we don't want to give credence to the rumors? Or is it because of some halachic reason? Well, if it's because of Adim, uh, then you would say it would be a halachic reason she can never remarry him. If it was because we don't want to give credence to the rumors, then one could argue that the marriage to man C would in fact stop those rumors. And then perhaps once those rumors fall away, she could in fact... Years later, marry man A. That's what's going on here. Wow. So, this is the whole Brysa, right? It says, imkanas loyotzi. We say that in a case like that, once she mar- goes back to man A after having been married and divorced man C, then since her second marriage stopped the rumors, right? The marriage to man C stopped the rumors, then she can go on. Perhaps we're going to say it's like marrying the converted woman, that it's not a great idea to fan the flames of the rumorville. Uh, but if she did, we're not going to, afford, we're not going to um, dismantle that marriage. Well, all of that bryasa sounds like it must be talking about rumors, right? It can't be that that Bryce was talking about uh, Edim. That's Rav Sheshis complaint about Rav, as follows, says Rav hechidami. Hey, well, what is that bryasa like? If in that Bryce you had Edim, does it really matter that she married Mansi? No, right? The The... The way uh, that is literally translated is when the when when acher comes when the when the man C gets in the picture, but then right? Thus stopping the rumors, right, of the adultery between man A and woman B. So my havi, why? So then, once that happens, if the fact there was edim the marriage to Man-C should be irrelevant. The only reason we have Man-C in this b'risa is in order to point out that the rumors have stopped. Well, if it's Edim, then it's not rumors at all. And therefore, Man-C shouldn't even be in this case. He doesn't belong here. It has to be a case where it's just rumors and no Edim. But time And the whole reason why we allow the woman to stay with man A after she divorced man C is because the rumors have stopped. Otherwise, we would force her to divorce man A. Wow. Okay, so that's the Kashan Rav. So the Gemara says on Rav's behalf, I don't know why man C is mentioned in that Bible. So the truth of the matter is, the Lach will be the same even if her marriage to man C doesn't stop the rumor. How so? Say, Afkinan. You like Says, Rav, you know what? The whole issue is edim. If you have edim, so then it, we, we, if you have edim that there was adultery, then obviously we dissolve all marriages. So you can never marry the adulterer. If you don't have edim, so then, actually, we're never gonna dissolve the marriage to man A, even if there was a rumor. Okay, so what's the b'risa mean to say when it's introducing the third party, the third man in between? lo says, In other words, the chiddush of the b'risa is not that we allow them to stay in the marriage. The chiddush of the b'risa is that despite the fact that there was a third man involved, that she married man C before she went back to man A, we still don't want him to get married in the first place to man A. In other words, once there's rumors of her relationship with man A, we don't ever want her to marry man A. And that's the Chiddush of the Brisa. And so what the Brisa is trying to teach you is that even if she had an interim marriage to someone totally else, we still suspect that she's got her eyes on that person who she was rumored to have adultery with. Fine. So now we're going to question Rav from a different Brisa. So now, so now Rav kind of stood his ground. He's saying that we're talking about Adim. Uh, and, and and however, if still lo yichnos, even though in that case there would be no edim. In other words, any time it's Rav's halacha is simple. If you have edim, then for sure you are going to dissolve the marriage. If you don't have edim, we're not going to dissolve the marriage. Simple as that. So ba la banim. Well, the Brisa says that this whole case uh, where where we say the suspected adulterer has to divorce the woman is when she has no children. Aviyesh la banim. Right. In other words, if she has children from the first marriage, lo she should not be divorced from the adulterer. Right, because the divorce is going to give credence to the rumors. That's the point. And her original children are going to be regarded as mamzerim. Bimbo edituma. However, obviously, if you have an edim of adultery, then that's how mamzerim happened. Right. In other words, that's not how mamzerim happened, But you're not you're not going to ha- be able to protect. The rumor of Mamzeiris, put it that way. If you know for sure that there's a Tumah and that there was adultery, so then, yeah, whatever consequences of rumors about the, about the purity of the children, you're gonna to have to live with it because, after all, that Allah is gonna supersede everything. As the Gemara, as the continues to say, afilu right? Even if she has several children from the first marriage, she's still gonna to have to divorce from the second marriage, Right, if it turns out that there's actual Aiden. But be that as it may, we see from the Bryce a uh, fascinating thing that in the absence of children, then even if there are no witnesses, we're going to be Mozi her, which is a contradiction on Rav. Again, Rav Sheshis is thinking this whole idea of hotza could exist even with just rumors. Rav says no, it's Pasha. If there's no... Edim, we're not making any we're not forcing anybody to go out of the marriage. What well, we see here that in the that from the b'risa, it's implied, then the absence of children we do force a divorce. So says the Gemara, Rav Masnisin. Yeah. Rav is interpreting our Mishnah be banim Bonim, V He's saying that our Mishnah enachinami In other words, Rav is going to concede to this b'risa, huh? He's going to say it's true. All the cases where I said where well, you need Adim is in fact the case where the woman already had children. So once you had children, that's why Rob is saying that you must have a them. But in fact, he never intended to say that you're gonna be Motsi, right, that, that, that you're gonna need witnesses uh, to be Motsi, right, even if, the, even if there weren't children. Oh. In other words, if there's no children, it could be that Rob would in fact agree that you'd recommend that the marriage be dissolved because after all, the consequences aren't that great and we'd rather avoid the rumors. To which the Gemara asks, "Wait, why did they ha- Why did Rav, who holds that you can, uh, that right? If he held, in fact, that that rumors are enough, so then why did he have to hold a case where the Yesh la Bonim Yeshla Yesh la edim. Let him hold of a case where there's just rumors. Let's distill and isolate the case of rumors so we know what Allah is without introducing the extra variables of children in the case." Says the Gemara, "Why are you talking about a case where there's children and Edim? But time of the Afkinan." And then we're going to say that the reason why you take her out is by virtue of the fact that she has children is because of the fact that we have Adem. Because after all, in order to, right, put the children's reputation at risk, we're only going to be willing to do that when there's Adem. And in that case, right, obviously, it's, we're, only going to, um, we're only going to be mafkinon, We're only going to be dissolving the marriage if there's Adem. And if there's no Adem, then we're not going to dissolve the marriage. Says the Gemara, a following suggestion, why can't you distill it down to the rumorville case and make it simpler? Look Ma Bisha love on him, alpha gavdaleka right? In our our mission is talking about rumors. So if our mission is talking about rumors, we should have the most simple case where nobody has kids and there's no Edim. And so the case is simply one of rumors. And once you have a case of rumors, so then that is the topic du jour. That's what we're talking about. Then we can know what the halacha is in the absence of kids. Obviously, once it's kids, there's a complication of their reputation. Then you're going to need aid him. But you learn less from that because of the extenuating circumstances. Learn the pure case of no kids and no edim. Says the Gemara, no. Rava masnisi, and kishise. It really, the, the wording of our Mishnah is what caused the problems for Rav because my irritani hotziyua. When they say hotziyua, right? That sounds like somebody is forcing it. That means that this whole thing went to bezdin. In other words, why did the Mishnah use the word hotziyua? Listen, hotziat. Just say her husband divorced her on his own. No, call hotziyua bevezdin. When it says hotziyua, it means bevezdin. And guess what? Bezdin Bezdin demafki. Bezdin doesn't just read the tabloids and then ask her and and then and then force a divorce based off of that. Bezdin. anytime they're acting, they're acting on, on edim. So what, coming all the way back around, turns out that when Rav said that it has to be a case where there's Edim, he was just saying it not so much because of the case and because of the halacha, but because of the language of the Mishnah. The language of the Mishnah was Hotsiyua, which sounds like Bezdin is doing it. So that was the commentary of Rav. He says if Bezdin is doing it, it must be that they're doing it based on the testimony of Edim. Well, once you have the testimony of Edim, so now it would be only in the case where there had to be banim, Uh Right? That in other words and then the Chiddush is that even though there are Banim, we still are going to be dissolving the marriage on the basis of said eidim. Wow. Five lines up from the bottom of Chabdala and the There's another way to resolve Rav's difficulty with the Brice as follows. You say, Maybe the Masnasia are the Bryces. Maybe those Brice's are actually the right sheet of Rebbe, right? And according to Rebbe, you don't divorce B'li eidim. Uh, I'm sorry, according to, to, to Rebbe, you're going to divorce with with rumors, and that's why it says you could divorce with rumors in the Brisa, right? And, and perhaps Rav disagrees with Rebbe, and he holds that you could divorce on rumors without uh, Adam as follows, the Tanya, because it's said in the Brisa as follows. This is what Rebbe says, watch this. Are crazy situations where you see sort of evidence of foul play, right? The perfume is leave. You see him leaving the house. You see the pool boy leaving the house, and she's tying her. She's putting her clothes back on. Ishachogares besina. You know these kinds of things that make it seem like something's going on. I'm a Rebbe. So you see the Rebbe, right? In fact, is going to be motzi based on rumors. So that we see is the shita of Rebbe in the first place. Ah, so now once we see that Rebbe is going to be make force a divorce on rumors, so perhaps it doesn't have to do with situation of kids. That's another way of resolving it that Rav holds, you don't, that, that Rav is trying to what? Contrast with Rebbe. Rebbe is going to cause a dis- dissolution of the marriage in all of these cases where there's smoke, there's fire. Dissolve the marriage, says Rebbe. Rav simply disagrees. He says, no, you need to have actual Ada's. What are more cases? Um, wild cases, right? It sounds like you're reading tabloids here. La L'malamin Akila, right? It's this, it's this, it reads like a horrible music video, Andrew. Like this is... This is the culture over here that you see what? Saliva somewhere where it shouldn't be on the underside of the bed. I'm a Rebbe. Again, in all these cases, he's not waiting for Aden. He's seen enough. He's going to devolve the marriage. The old turned over shoes under the bed. It's a fascinating right, concept. All I need is for it to look bad. I'm going to force a divorce. Gemara uh, then the aggressive who What do you mean? So, this turn, so somebody has underturned shoes under the bed. Let's see. Let's see whose shoes they are. Shoes are usually identifiable, um, it's unmistakable. You know the size, you know the style. Let's just see who they de- they belong to. Why are we going to go and dissolve a marriage? At least in the other cases, you don't know where the saliva came from. You don't know what's going on. But here, you can verify at least why are you dissolving a marriage so quickly? It says the It just it just means that the place where the shoes is overturned. In other words, it's like the other cases. Clearly, something went on here. And Rebbe is saying, "I'm a Rebbe." Rebbe has seen enough. He says. Um, I don't like the look of this and therefore I'm going to uh, um, insist that the marriage be dissolved whereas Rav is going to require um, witnesses. <laughs> and sure enough, it says <laughs> the Gemara, which is that we need Adim. However, the Rabbi. But in other contexts, the is like Rabbi. How so? Says the Gemara. Well, that's mixed messages. If ever there was one, which is it? Rav requires Adim, Rabbi does not. So when do we, and when do we not require any of them? Says the Gemara Lokasha. No, I'll resolve this. In other words, if you have rumors, and then there's a counter rumor, right, that says, oh, you think that there's foul play here? No, it's just a misunderstanding. So if the rumor stops, so then we're not gonna, then we're gonna hold like Rav if the rumor never ends, we're going to hold like Rebbe and we're going to make them to dissolve the marriage. And that actually makes sense, right? Because if the rumors are never going to end, then it probably is better for everyone to dissolve the marriage. How so? de Right? If the rumor is never going to stop, so even in the absence of Edim, we're going to say like Rebbe, you know what? You better just dissolve the marriage. It's going to make it easier for everyone. The kids, everyone's going to have a, be better off dissolving the marriage. However, call the Pasik. once the rumor stops, the and then he divorces her only if there are witnesses. That's what it means, karav. So in other words, if the rumor stops, you need adim like rav. If the rumor doesn't stop, so then you don't need adim like Rebbe. Ah, uh, says the Gemara. how do you know when is when how long you wait for a rumor to stop? But call the lo kama. Like how do we know if it's going to stop? says right? In other words, so amara baye, amra li aim as we have seen, remember Rabbi's mother? She appeared a lot in Masekhah's brachos especially. This is his adopted mother who had a lot of advice and made him amulets and all those things. So she came up with this. Where she got it, I have no idea. But she said, Do me demasoyom opalga. Right? She was she was the type, the Whole Foods type, it sounds like. And she knew all the holistic medicines and, and what was going on on TMZ. So she said, so to speak, lahavdil and all that, uh, a day and a half. Day and a half is the is the uh, news cycle for a rumor in those days. Okay. beini um, now. All of this day and a half of by his mother's suggestion is only if there was no counter rumor in the interim. Al pasak ha pasak. In other words, a day and a half is how long you wait for a rumor to die down. But there's other ways for rumors to die. Uh, for example, a counter rumor. Or Yeah, and there's ways where rumors die and we don't even listen to why the rumors die. Like, let's say you start a rumor about a local mob mob boss, right? And so you start a rumor on him, the guy, or as you see, the person has enemies or people are scared to spread the rumor. So if that's the reason why the rumor died, we're not going to listen to the rumor dying. That's as if, right? That's not, that's machmas yira. We're going to assume that the rumor is correct. Beloh aman al-deleika oivim. But the flip side is we're only going to believe the rumor if the person has no enemies. But if the person upon whom the rumor is said has enemies, then then we don't give credence to the rumor altogether. We assume that this is just his enemies trying to do him in. So you have to take all of these things into consideration. A lot of psychology here, Barry. What is the source of the rumor? Context is king, right? Context is going to be everything here. Uh, and so if, in fact, you're going to go with Rebbe and you're going to follow the rumors, you better believe that those rumors are by sincere people, no enemies, and if the rumor dies down, it better be that it's by sincere people, not people who are scared, etc. cetera. It's right, everything taken into consideration. Okay, let's quote a famous uh, uh, Mishnah in Gittin, we're going to about to quote a more famous mission in but let's keep going. It's not Hassam. We have a mission in Gittin Memhe. Amos has Ishma Mishum Person, right, why did he give the get? Because she got a bad rep. Lo Yachzir. He can't take her back. Mishum Neder, Lo Yachzir. How about if he divorced her because she made a vow? Then he can't take her back. Why? Because these are, uh, you'll, as we'll see in Gittin Bezat Hashem, these are wishy-washy situations. There's certain uh, situations where you can say, you know what, I regret that I did that. Well, once you're Motzi a woman, you can't just yo-yo back and forth, Andrew. You have to be definitive. Otherwise, ain't la dov'r herself. It's gonna come back and forth. So as we see there, that's why they made a gezerah. If you're gonna make this step and you're gonna divorce her, you better know that's a one-way street in this particular case. Right? Even though theoretically you could be mafer neder, right? A husband can undo a vow. No, we're not gonna allow that. Fine. So, shalach le barhun le rabba yilam deinu, rabbenu, kanos maoshi yotzi. So, Rabbi Arunah wanted to know, I understand, we made a Gezerah that you can't bring her back in. But let's say, you went against the Gezerah, and you did remarry her after you divorced her, right, uh, for, for for this nether reason. Do you have to divorce her once you married her, in other words, right? Does the Gezerah extend that not only are you not allowed to bring her back in, but even if you did, we're going to make you to get divorced. So, Rabbi Nachman says, amazing. Well, we brings our Mishnah, our very Mishnah, as a proof to Rabbi Barahuna to say that if the person who's married, Anita Ish, right, he he had to divorce his wife because of rumors, we say in that case, if the rumors were of adultery, then Avabishana S Yotzi. Well, interesting, right? We are gonna make him take her out. Now in that particular case, we said that it was because of a bad reputation, and right, because it was substantiated the rumors. Now here it's kind of similar. Uh, because here we're saying HaMoses Yishim Mishim Well, Shemra is rumors, right? And that's what Shamra is. So it sounds like our Mishnah should have bearing on the Mishnah in Gittin. That if the reason why you're divorcing is because of Shemra, then Eve, Afal, us, you're going to be Yotzi. But Rabbi Arunah says those two cases are very different. Amalai, me, dummy, Are these cases comparable? Hasam Hotziyua, right? In our Mishnah, it says Hotziyua. They went to Bezdin. Well, guess what that means? That means that they're probably witnesses. Vacha Hotziyua. But here, obviously, it's a private case. The case is very different. If a guy divorced her because of rumors, then he can go back and forth on it. But it's, but, but there's no adim. It's a fundamentally different case, Andrew. You can't say, based on our case, where clearly, right, as Rav said, there were adim, you can't say that in the case of adim, is like, is the same thing as the case of rumors, right? So, so, Rav, 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 Nachman, Masisunami Hotzi Atznan. Uh, but the Gemara is explaining the reason why Rabbi Nachman thought that our Mishnah has any bearing on the Mishnah in Gittin is because he thought that the Mishnah in Gittin is also talking about Hotziah with Bezin and Adim. Well, therefore, certainly, you're going to say that perhaps you're not going to let, you're, you're going to dissolve the, the remarriage. However, Rabbi Barhuna still persists and says, Vakati mi dami. The cases still are not similar because, Ha the Boy. yeah. In the case of Gittin, it's the husband who's remarrying her. So the fact that he's willing to remarry her despite the rumors is what? Is because he believes her trustworthiness. He believes the rumors are false. In the case of the Boel, huh, right? In other words, it's, it's literally night and day. If the husband divorces her because of rumors and then brings her in, well, that's, that, may, that helps the rumors die down. That means that really there was a misunderstanding, so to speak. If the adulterer takes her in, well, guess what? That only fans the flames of the rumors. So it's night and day. Uh, so Amr Shapir Dami Adadi. Yes, yeah, since both of these are right, Durabanon, they can be compared. So he's saying, yeah, the two cases are different, but they're also similar. They're similar in the sense, in both cases, you have a Gazera Durabanon that says, don't remarry her. So okay, in one case it's because we don't want it to be wishy-washy, we want him to be definitive. In the other case because we, we don't want to fan the flames of of the, right, rumorville. However, in both cases once we get married once they get married against the Rebunans right, it's not, that's not Kedas Moshav Yisrael right, once they get married against the Rabbanans, uh will, so then we should perhaps say that since they're both similar in the sense that they're against their abundance will, they should both get divorced. Says the No, it's still, it's not that similar. Because also, as we just said, that when, right, in our mission, when the adulterer, the suspected adulterer marries, right? So man A is marrying woman B and doubling down on this adultery rumor. So that he's only, alme. Right, he's strengthening the rumor. That's not good. However, Haha over there, in the case in Gittin, Amrina and it the lese. right? If the original husband who divorced her because of the uh, vicious rumors takes her in, what will people say that he looked into it? turns out it was a misunderstanding. And so it's, the, like we said, night and day. Are, are you reinforcing the rumor? Then we're, we're going to uh, dissolve the marriage. Or are you uh, showing that the rumor was not true to begin with? In that case, we're going to allow the marriage. Beautiful, fine. Now our next mission is going to sound a lot like a very famous... First mission and git and as follows. Wow. And he brings a get from Hop- Hopitzville. And he says, Don't worry, it was it was written in front of me. Doesn't mean he can't marry his own wife. It means, huh, Right? So, as follows. Right, Sprinza is sitting in Bnei Brak, And, right. And and Frank comes with a get, and he says, right, he comes from Muncie, and he says, oh, Sprinza, I found your get, let's get married. That's what, that's the marriage we're not allowing. We're not going to allow this shliach who came from Muncie to, we're not going to trust him that he has a real get in his hand, right? Because maybe he has ulterior motive. He wants to marry Sprinza. Her husband is nowhere to be found, but it could be that he's alive, and obviously if he's alive, Frank can't marry her. We're concerned that the get is incorrect. Okay, mace. How about if you have an aide that says, guess what, Sprinza, your husband, all right, your, your husband Harold passed away. Or, a crazier case, Harag Frank says, I whacked him. Or Harganuhu, or we, we took care of him. All these cases, we think it's disingenuous, we don't believe him, he's up to something. Obviously, it sounds like he has designs to marry Sprinza, we're not going to let him, we're not going to believe him. However, interestingly, Rabbi Huda disagrees with Tanaka, and he says, Harag he splits it. He says, if, I, if he says, I killed him, then we're not going to let right, the, the supposed dead man's wife marry remarry. In fact, we're not going to let her marry anyone because now we have a problem, right? Because we don't know what happened and she's going to be in a, in a bad state because she doesn't know whether her husband is alive or not. And the reason why we're not letting her marry anyone is because, uh, as we will see, as Rashi explains, if a person says, I killed him, He's not believe. We're not allowed to believe him because ain't other. Person's not allowed to make a testimony. Person can't just show up in and said and and make testimony himself. You need actual witnesses. So once we throw out the testimony, now we have a problem because now the woman is presumed right. We don't believe what he's saying. The husband's presumed alive, and therefore the woman can't remarry. Fine. However, Harganu says Rabbi Yehuda. If he says we killed him, then Tinasu ishto. Rashi says Harganu is a different case. As we will see, the Gemara is going to explain what that case is. So let's see. Says the Gemara, time of the Medina de Kasam Right. In you know, other words, the reason the case of Frank coming from Muncie and saying, "Hey, I found your get print, so let's get married," um, is because we can't rely on his testimony. Of at trial, the Kasam Fascinatingly, as we'll see in the first Mishnah in Maseches Gittin, if somebody brings an aid from Medina Siam, then you have to bring corroboration that the get is good. But guess what? Israeli Gitin we believe the paper, he has it in writing. We believe that get. Uh, leave it, forget, but the point is, we do believe that get. <laughs> explains. And therefore, it's a valid get, and certainly he could be married to her, uh, if it was a valid get, even though he was a shaliyah. Uh, um, what about the case of the mace? Right? The mace, we don't have any piece of paper, right? Uh, let's assume there's no death certificate or anything like that. So we don't have, unlike Gittin, we don't have anything to rely on. As Mar once said, the reason why she can marry is because a woman is going to check carefully. In other words, she would love nothing more than for her original husband, uh, Harold, to be alive. So before she moves on, she's certainly going to check very well and therefore we're going to, right, we're, we're going to say, Katani, the Misha said, lo yiso ishto. We still say that the person who Right, who uh, uh, reported of the death still can't marry the dead man's wife, right? Because because in that case, right, the testimony is decisive, and then, right. But we're still we're not going to let her marry her. So it's interesting because in that case we say that she checked, and so it's really hard to tell why the get would be different, other than the fact that in the get case we do have it in writing, right? And that's what the gemara ends up answering. The gemara says, "Hassam leikokzava, hacha Yeah. In other words, even though it's true that we don't think that there's necessarily foul play in the case of the dead man, because we think the woman's going to check into it well, well, she's going to check into it well. But the difference is, that in the case of the get, we actually have it in writing. So in the case where we have it in writing, and it's an Eretz Yisrael, we're going to say that she can remarry. Any other case, whether the, whether the get is coming from Chutzlar, it's, or it's a case of one man sort of reporting the, the death of, of her husband, we're still going to hold and make sure to verify the evidence. It's not because that we learned in Mishnah, right? That Mishnah is later on Gimel Ma'bein Lamita Mochiyach, right? Uh, simply enough, right? The, when you have it in writing, then you, the Ksav is Mochiyach. Two dots, seven lines up from the bottom of Chaf Heyer What's this case? We're saying we whacked him. I whacked him. What's this? So who knew? In other words, amazing. If he says I whacked him, we don't believe him. But and so she's the, he's the only one that she can't marry. But she can marry somebody else. The Gemara is nonplussed. Yosef Ploni Somebody says a crazy case. So and so Sadeh is right. I've been I was violated by somebody who. So whove Acher from and Lahargo. So he wants to right put the guy to death. Well, he himself is believed. He just needs to bring another witnesses because you need another witness because you need to aid him. If he finds another Adam that witnessed this violation then they can put then they can nail the guy Lertsoni however if he says that I was consenting to this so Russia, who then he's a Russia. This is a pasuk that teaches you ain't other Russia, which is to say, if a person is a Russia, we don't believe his testimony, and therefore, if we don't believe his testimony, so then why does the Mishnah, why does our Mishnah imply that when what when, when Frank says, ah, I whacked your husband, so we say she can't marry Frank, but it, we imply that she could go marry somebody else. She could marry Marty. So why are we going to let her marry Marty? After all, we shouldn't believe Frank at all. Frank is admitting that he killed somebody. So the Gemara isha If you're going to say, well, the reason is because we don't want the woman to be in aguna, and so we're always making these cases. As we turn to isha, We say that there's two kinds of Goslin. A goslin der is the one we mentioned in Rosh Hashanah. He's a, he's a gambling addict, that kind of thing. A mesechic B'Kuvia. But if it's a real goslin, like he stole something, so that's a p'sul different Torah. And then we are, he's unfit for testimony. So we see that that's where we draw the line. In other words, it's true. We're going to be make-up by women and make-up by testimony to let them marry somebody else. But we're only going to be make-up by a goslin der not by a goslin der Risa, not by a real goslin. Well, guess what? Killing is also usur, uh, de o raisa. And therefore, if a person uh, testified that he killed, it should be the same as a goslin de'o raisa, and therefore we should not believe him. So says the Gemara, no, rab menasha Dhamer, karbi Maybe menasha holds like rabbi Yehuda, because rabbi Yehuda actually allows a woman to remarry, right, even in the case of a de'o raisa. So the Gemara rejects us because I'm alach Rav Manasseh. I'm not the Amri Yafilu but time is Rabbanon. Halcha ked Yeah, I allowed Rabanan because that's like Rava who disagrees with Rabbi Yosef. To Amar Rava, Adam Karov Etzolatzma, ve'Ein Adam Esamatzma Rasha. That was Rava who said that. However, right. So, so that's why a woman. Uh, however, Rabbi Yosef disagrees with that, right? Leima Rabbi Yosef Damar Kabi So maybe we say that Rabbi Yosef holds like Rabbi Huda. So he say no. I'm alach Rabbi Yosef. Anna the Amri Yafilu LaRabbanon. Nope. I say that even according to the Durabanon, we, we, we don't allow the testimony of a shiny Adis issue that killer of Durabanon. Generally speaking, right, Adis, uh, we don't believe in Aid whether his issue was a Durabanon or a Durais issue. It's only with respect to women that we don't want them to be agunos that we allow them, right, we accept their testimony uh, if it's even if he's possibly Durabanon. Rabanasha Dharmer Kara Yehuda and Rabanasha he's the one that limits himself to Rabbi, Yehuda. Rabbi Yosef wants to be Lecholadeos. So now uh, I left you ten lines down on Khafeim and Bays at the two dots where we get back to Haraktiv and closing in on the Mishnah on the middle of Khafeim and Bays soon enough.